0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Someone Should Have Told Me. You know, marriage not for the weak of heart. I couldn't say all that I needed to say in those 30 minutes, and I even went over a bit. So I decided to keep on talking about this because it is a deep subject. In part one, I told you some stories, but in each story, it mattered the action was and what the reaction was. You know, in each scenario, each story that I told you, I could have given up. He could have given up. But that's not what marriage is. You don't just give up at the little sign of any little thing. I made a podcast a while back in it to win it. So I'm trying to make my marriage work. And I'm trying to do all that I can to make that happen. The one thing I needed to tell you guys that, especially in the beginning of my marriage, you know, every little thing that happened, we'd be like, I want a divorce. Then something else happened and he's like, I want a divorce. But we didn't pay each other any attention because then we would just keep going on with our lives. And then it got to the point where we had to Make some ground rules about some things. And it is good that if you can do this before marriage so that you know what each one of you are expecting out of the marriage, and it's going to change because you're going to grow. So you can set ground rules in the beginning of what you might not deal with. What's the bottom line? If you do this, this will be the end. Before you even get married. But we did it as we were married. So, even though a few in the beginning. But then we had to tell each other, okay, okay, okay. If you tell me one more time that you want a divorce, that means you really mean it. And I'm going to give it to you. From that point till this day in the 36 years, neither one of us have said, Those words. Now, (laughs) my husband likes to play around with the words. He'll say something like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm like, What does that mean? What does that mean? You're done with what? He never will say, I want a divorce. Because if he says that, then I would have to give it to him because of the ground rules that we put down. Now, in a marriage, When you say your vows, you are saying that you are bringing your lives together and they are going to be running together, your lives as one. And so, therefore, you always have to think of your partner in every situation. You have to think about their feelings, you have to think about what they would do if the tables were turned you have to consider them in every situation of your life so if you are always thinking of your partner and your partner is always thinking of you then no one is left out and that helps to become the one that you're supposed to become because No marriage is going to work if one person is always thinking about themselves and the other person is always thinking about themselves and they're not thinking of each other, then you already are growing apart. To help you to grow together and keep together is to always put your partner in every scenario you have to think about how it's going to make them feel. And what it's going to do for your relationship if you want the relationship to continue to grow. The foundation of your relationship is the foundation of your family. And you are trying to bring children into the world and bring children into the relationship. You need to have your relationship with your partner solid if you can all possibly learn to plan your family. So therefore, because when the kids get here, then they're the most important because you only have a short time. And so therefore, yes, you got to think about your partner. You got to think about your kids. You got to think about the family as a unit. So therefore, you need to try to make you and your partner solid before bringing children in because then you're working on your relationship with children and that is something that is new and going to be added stress into the relationship, even though it is joyous. Children are wonderful and every child is a miracle when you think about it. You two people got together and created a human being. So therefore, you owe it to this human being to give it all you got, to give it the best chance that it has to make it out here in this world because the world is cruel. The world is cruel and it is ungiving. So therefore, if you work on your relationship with your partner first before you have a child, then there's there's still going to be stress, but there's less stress because, you know, you and your partner, you are ride or die, you will be there for each other. And when it comes down to it, you will definitely be there for the children. And I can tell you an incident that happened, oh my goodness, with my children, me and my husband were around the corner at the salon. My children were ten and probably eight. Because they're two and a half years apart. Me and my husband up at the salon and we having a big old argument and that's why we didn't want the kids up at the salon with us. So we the salon is like maybe six blocks away from our house where my husband does hair. And so I go up to the salon and we're having an argument. In the midst of the argument, the kids call. We are just angry and fussing in the kids' car. And my son says, you got to come home. My hand went through a panel of the window of the door that went to the sunroom. My husband and I stopped the words that were coming out of our mouth and we jumped in the car. We went to my son. When we got to my son, oh my goodness, and thank you God, because his arm went through the window because he was trying to keep the dog out of the back room with them where they were watching TV or playing a game. So he pushed the dog out of the room, and then he pushed the glass, and his hand went through the glass. Well, it must have cut a vein because when I got home, seeing blood that had squirted all over my bathroom and my kids had put pressure on the wound to stop the bleeding, both of them, my 10-year-old, my eight-year-old. The eight-year-old was helping the 10-year-old and I didn't even know how they knew to put pressure on it. So as I said, Thank you, God, because blood was squirting everywhere. Me and my husband, we snatched those kids up. We put them in the car. I kept putting pressure on my son's wrists while my husband was driving the car. We got there. He had to get a couple stitches. It wasn't that bad because they knew what to do. Then I said, how did you guys know to put pressure on it? Because I hadn't taught them that. They said, TV. We were watching TV, and this had happened on TV to someone, and so we knew. Well, thank you, because it saved his life. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't getting weak or anything, about to pass out, but they knew what to do. And then once me and my husband had gotten everything taken care of, and we on the way home, do you know, we didn't even remember what we were arguing about in the first place, that argument that was so important that we had to go up to the salon to get it out. We didn't even remember what it was about because our child's life was in danger. And so that's what you have to understand that some of these things that you are arguing about, it is so petty, It doesn't even matter. So choose your battles. Choose your battles. You don't have to argue about every little thing. You're going to have to learn when you put someone else first that you're going to have to let some stuff go. Let, Let some of that petty stuff go. Don't be just nitpicking and constantly, oh, and me, 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 me. Because me, 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 me me is going to be by yourself, self, 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 self. (laughs) Because in a relationship, you definitely have to think about the other person all of the time when you're considering yourself. And if they are considering you all of the time, then that's what makes a good relationship. And make it work, even though sometimes it's a little bumpy and sometimes it's smooth. And most of the time, when it's good, it's good. Because if it wasn't ever good, you wouldn't even be with this person. But when it's bad, it can be bad. And sometimes when you are trying to spare someone's feelings, not even someone, your mate, because that's what we're talking about. And sometimes your mate say something that cuts you like a knife. Oh my goodness, how can they say something like that to me? Oh my goodness. And so sometimes those times make you grow. You know, there has been times where something has happened and I have cried till I couldn't cry no more. But then once the tears are dried up, I am better. And I am ready to go. I am better because I understand what I'm dealing with. I understand what I got to do. And I understand that I'm about to move forward. I'm not going to just soak in my tears because that is not going to help me. I must get up and grow from those tears. I must get up and grow and move forward and decide what's next. And decide that I am going to be married or that I'm not going to be married. And if it is something that is a deal breaker, then the deal is broken. But as long as you both are trying, as long as you both are considering the other one's feelings, and as long as you both Keep trying? That is what makes a marriage continue to go. But guess what? You cannot have a marriage with one person trying and the other not. If one person gives up, there's nothing you can do because you cannot have a marriage with one person. It has to be two, and you have to both be trying, and you both have. To love each other enough to be considerate of the other one's feelings at all times, not just sometimes. You know, in every situation, and every scenario, there's an action and there's a reaction. I could have chose to given up at any of those stories that I told you, but I didn't because... This is something that is trial and error. He could have given up at any time, but he didn't. And that's how we made 36 years, because we are always considering each other. We are still always learning every single day. There is still things that happen after 36 years. You would think after 36 years, it would be smooth sailing. But no, we are still living. We are still growing. We are still trying to live this human race and we are still trying to do it together. I love my husband and my husband loves me. And what works in our marriage may not work in your marriage because you are two different people from us. Now, my husband, since he is, In his own business, when he comes home, he lays his money on the table. He gives it to me, and I do the bills and the banking, and I make sure that everything is paid that needs to be paid. Then we have entertainment money. We have things that we know that we need to save for our future. But that's my role in our marriage. I'm the one that does the bills. And I'm the one that makes the decisions where the money is concerned. But then I do include him and I ask him. And most of the time, it's the man that does that part. He does the bills and you know, gives the allowance for the enta- entertainment. And does what is necessary so it doesn't matter who you pick your roles in your marriage your marriage doesn't have to reflect anyone else's your marriage your rules what you're willing to deal with I might not be willing to deal with so therefore your marriage is your marriage and you don't have to tell anybody anything you and your husband decide what works for you. It doesn't have to work for anyone else. It doesn't have to be okay with anyone else. It's only good for you. My sister worked with a young lady who said she had a boyfriend and he had a wife. And she could go over there and spend the night with the husband and wake up in the morning, and walk down the hall and pass the wife and say good morning. I mean, she couldn't spend the day with him. <laughs> that was awkward enough. Just passing the wife in the middle of the hall in the morning after you didn't the night with your boyfriend. And apparently, that's what worked for that marriage. And that is so way off from my marriage. Because I couldn't do it. I couldn't let it happen. But what was going on in their marriage, I don't know. I don't know why the wife wanted to (laughs) sublet out that intimate part of their lives. But it seemed to be working for them. She probably, maybe feels some kind of way. But she was allowing this to happen. Because I guess it was what was making her husband happy that she wasn't willing to do for him or maybe something medically wrong that she couldn't do for him. I don't know. I don't understand, but it's not for me to understand. It's their marriage and that's what's working for them. I don't know how long it will work, but that's what was working for them now and it's none of my business. It's what they were allowing to happen in their marriage and they were still married. I don't understand. Long time ago, I used to do home care and I used to take care of this lady. She was bedridden in the bed and I had to go and give her a bed bath. And she had a feeding tube and she could not get out of the bed. But her husband was her caregiver. He was there taking care of her doing all that she needed everything that she needed he had to do he had to take care of her fully as if she was a baby change diapers everything I only went three times a week to give her a bath so those other days he was handling that too so he got a little service to help him out and I was that help now I used to go early in the morning. And then one day I had something going on and I had to go in the evening. When I went in the evening, of course, he let me in and I went to give his wife a bath. The doorbell rang and it was a female and they went upstairs. And of course, your imagination can run wild about what they were doing. And I'm sure his wife's imagination was running wild because she was the hardest bed bath that day because her mind was all there, even though she was bedridden. And she couldn't even really form words or a sentence, but she screamed the whole time I was giving her a bath, which probably... When the visitation comes on a regular basis, that's probably what she did anyway. But the lady and the man, they were upstairs and I can only imagine what they were doing. But she was screaming and screaming while I was giving her the bath. And I really, really felt for her. But in that situation, her husband was there for her, taking care of her every need. And maybe he didn't have no one to watch her while he went and had relations or a relationship with this other woman, but he did not neglect his wife. He took care of her until her dying day. He also considered himself because he needed some kind of companionship. She was not able to even have a conversation with him. But he showed his love because he took care of her. He took care of every one of her needs. Now, if I hadn't been there, I don't know how this usually happens. Because I was there, I don't know if, she, if he usually sneaks the lady in and they sneak upstairs or... Because I was there, you know, I put a little flake in the situation where she had to know. But he wasn't going to turn his friend away, I guess. And he took her right upstairs. And oh my goodness. So that feeling for me, I felt sorry for the woman in the bed. Because she cannot do for her husband what evidently this other woman could do for him and have a relationship but he still loved her he still took care of her but then in the process he took care of himself but he did not stop thinking about his wife but he also had to live his life and try to make life pleasant for himself So there is always decisions to be made, and no one said that these decisions are easy. You know, it was a famous person, and my sister was telling me about them, that the wife was bedridden, and he had his girlfriend come in, and she helped him take care of his wife. I'm like, oh no. I would not be able to do that. That would be horrid. But you know what? And sometime until you're in that situation, you can't say what you could deal with and what you can't. That is why your situation is your situation. Your decisions is your decisions. What's accepted by your mate is different what could be accepted by someone else's mate. Now, I don't know if the mate even understands that that's what's going on when I think about it. And it's like, if I cannot provide my mate with what is necessary in a relationship, then why would I expect them to go without? Now, I wouldn't expect him to go without if I'm bedridden and couldn't do anything, but Don't bring nobody in to come help you take care of me as far as and then y'all lovers maybe kissing over my head or something like that. No, I don't want that. And I know I wouldn't want that. So therefore, just get a babysitter for me and go out and do what you do and come on back. I don't know. But hopefully that will never happen. But it's something to think about. And just know that whatever happens... In your relationship, and you can talk to other people if you want to. But the best thing for you to do is to get within yourself because you know everything that has happened, you know every avenue that has been taken, you know what you want in a relationship, and only you know what you're willing to accept and what you're willing not to accept. You know, I think about the couples that say Jada Pickett and Will Smith, and they said they had an open relationship where they could go out with other people and sleep with other people. You know, a lot of times when that happens, it's because one person is pressuring that kind of relationship. And the other person kind of just gives in because they don't want to give up the relationship they have, but they want to make their partner happy. And so they figure they'll try it for a few and a little bit just to see how it goes. Hey, it may be fun. I'll get to sleep with whoever I want to sleep with and that. But you see the complications that it caused with Jada and Will. You know, she went to that young boy and that kind of hurt Will's pride. I believe that that was not a good situation. You can't keep putting other people in your partnership with your mate. Has to be You and your mate making the decisions and doing what's necessary. And then if it doesn't work, then it's okay to say, you know, this isn't working for me. And we're going to need to reevaluate because I am not comfortable with this. And I use Will and Jada and that's a wild situation. But we don't have to even go that deep. We can do that with everyday situations. We can do that with the bedroom. Some things you're not comfortable with doing and some things they may be comfortable with doing. But if you try it and you don't like it, it's okay to say, no, I don't like this. It's okay to try things and not like them. But for the sake of your mate and your partner and you feel like if they want to do this or if they want to take this approach in this situation then okay we can try it and see how it works out because just because I'm uncomfortable with it because remember I was raised as a minister's daughter there was a lot of things that I was uncomfortable with that then I tried it. I was like, oh, this isn't isn't so bad. And I'm not just talking about in the bedroom. I'm talking about in life in general. I'm talking about that it takes two to make a marriage work. It takes two to talk to each other and communicate and understand how the other one feels and how the other one would like things to go. And it is definitely preferable that you had a lot of these conversations before you got married and said, I do. But even then, as time goes on, situations come up and you meet in the middle and you talk about it and you decide, What is good for the both of you? And so marriage is work. That's one thing that we all can agree on. Marriage is work. And that you have to be willing to put in the time and put in the effort. Nothing is great without effort. So therefore, marriage is a great thing. I have been in it for 36 years. There have been times when it's like unbearable. Oh my goodness. I don't know what I'm going to do. But then it all seems to solve itself and come together with communication, understanding, and definitely love. But don't get me wrong. You fall in and out of love, in and out of love. Someone once told me that they were in the store and it was a couple and they had been married for 60-something years and they asked them, so what's the secret? And their answer was, we never fell out of love with each other at the same time. (laughs) So that just means... That when your mate has made you so upset and you don't like, ah, I don't even know why I married him or why I married her. And then you remember why you did because of something that they do or something that they say or some way that they look at you and you see it and you feel it. And then you remember, it's all worth it. Everything that I've been through that has made us stronger. And you know that saying, all that doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So all that don't wreck the marriage will make it stronger. But you're going to go through some things. And there's going to be some tough times. And there's going to be some great times. And you have to be willing to accept them all because that is what a marriage is. And I thank you all for listening to me. I love each and every one of you. And I wish you all great, happy marriages. And I will talk to you again soon. You can email me at podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to me anywhere that you get your podcast. You can listen to me at Google Podcasts. Pandora even has me on Spotify. Reason Podcasts. iHeartRadio. Wherever you get your podcasts, I am there. If you listen to me on YouTube, then you have to type in my name, n-o-r-l-y-n-d-a-m-u-r-r-y. I have a YouTube channel. And then there are a couple of videos on there with real sisters talking and diabetes get away from me. So I plan to expand with that soon. And I will talk to you guys again very soon. I love you. Have a great week. Bye.